Welcome back to Your Average Witch, where we talk about witch life, witch stories, and sometimes a little witchcraft on the full and new moon every month. In this episode, we meet Maria. She's a photographer, a creator of social media videos, and the co-host of Coffee and Cauldrons. We talk about a life-changing birthday, how living in Germany affected her magic, and how she finds ways to manage chronic illness and her practice. Now let's get to the stories. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the show. Ah, thank you so much for having me. Would you please introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do and where they can find you around the internet? Okay, so I go by she, her pronouns, and I'm Maria the Arcane on all my social media platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok. But I'm a photographer, and I also make real and TikTok videos for witchy small businesses. I just, I find them a lot of fun. And so might as well do it for witchy small businesses. I, I really cool. do. I enjoy it. Like I do them for Tamed Wild and 13th House oh, right now. Neat. And I am one of the voices on Coffee and Cauldron's pod, along with my lovely co-host, Robin Valentine. And we have a Patreon together, Magical Beginnings. But um, I've been like a photographer for like 13 years now. And it wasn't oh, until gosh. like... Yeah, it's been a long time, but it wasn't until like six years ago I started like using my photography and stuff in a witchy sense. And it was previously I was doing portraits for like families, but it like never felt right. So now I just like use my magical practice as inspiration for my photography. But, Hell yeah. Yeah. So and that's then freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. And that turned into also doing videos because that's the way social media went. <laughs> so. <laughs> What made you decide to do the podcast with Robin? Um, just we were already like hanging out and stuff like that. And like we had primarily like we started doing it because we also kept getting like the same questions like repeatedly in like messages and comments. So we really wanted to create something where we could like recommend as a means to easily answering those questions and to point people in the right direction. Please refer to. <laughs> yeah, please refer to this instead of you know, paragraphs of like, let me explain. <laughs> it's just, it has become a lot easier now. So <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> and it's fun. Like, it's a pretty chill podcast where we like, yeah, like discuss it. things. And it's like, you know, just chit chatting and having coffee and being really funny. <laughs> or we like to think we're funny. <laughs> I laugh. we're doing our jobs (laughs) now what does it mean to you when you call yourself a witch so for me being a witch for myself primarily is like a source of empowerment and you know being a witch means like i feel like i have more control over what will happen and what i want to happen in my life that i have you know magic to lean on when i need encouragement or strength or to persevere through you know life's tribulations but also you know finding peace and magic when things are quiet or for like a lack of a better term boring and of course you know feeling that deeper connection with the natural world around me um but yeah that's that's being a witch to me basically <laughs> do you have any family history with witchcraft no, not re- my my family was Mormon and I am the odd duckling. So <laughs> not really. It's just me. <laughs> have how long have you decided that that's who you are? Um so okay. 
ever since, I don't know, when I was like small. You know, I was always the awkward kid that would like put their arms in like the crystal barrels at like cave gift shops because it made me feel good. (laughs) And it does little potions in like the backyard. And I, but I officially started practicing at 13 when I was living in Germany. It kind of was hard not to believe in magic when you live in a country like that. And of course, you know, I had my fair share of cringy spells, but like, most of that time was spent like connecting with the earth around me and like reading any book I could get my hands on. Um, Living on a military base didn't really offer much in terms of (laughs) witchcraft books. And we didn't (laughs) have the internet at the time because it was too expensive, especially in Germany, but I did what I could, you know, uh, no one besides my friends knew I was practicing and because they were practicing themselves and they had always brought it up before I did. I've always been a big believer in protecting myself and setting boundaries. I think that comes when you're like, when in your grade, there's only like 50 kids in your grade because you're living on a military base. The last Mm -hmm. thing I wanted was the rumor mill going around and saying anything because that would have been disastrous. So because you can't (laughs) switch to another school until you. Yeah, (laughs) you're stuck there. And these people, you see them every day, everywhere. (laughs) Could you introduce us to your practice and share any daily practices, if you have any, or regular if they're not daily? So um, Robin likes to call me a mom witch, but (laughs) I identify (laughs) with being like, I'm more of a home and hearth type of witch. Like I love practical and simple spells and like doing stuff to just around the house to like improve my life, set protections and to... I think I already said this, but improve the life of my family. But every day I shoot for like lighting a candle for my guides and deities, as well as leaving an offering of coffee. If I, if I have time, I'll say a prayer of sorts. And I also like to pull a tarot card and journal while I drink my coffee. I feel like it truly sets the mood for the day, but I definitely go through phases where I do something at night instead. I just roll with it, especially like with being chronically ill and neurodivergent some days, like, I all I can get in is a prayer and that's okay. Like I don't hold it against myself. I just try to shoot for that day of like doing those small things in the morning to set the mood. Just, I just remembered that I forgot to light a candle and cause I was going to clean my altar first and then I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mood and it happens all the time. (laughs) That's what I'll be doing when I get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Planning and setting it up. Okay, another question that is not on here, but it's not a scary question. Okay. What do you, oh, I guess you don't drink it because it's old coffee and that would be gross. So gross. (laughs) (laughs) But I do leave sometimes offerings of like baked goods and stuff like that. And I try to make them um, really earth friendly so I can go leave them in the forest behind my house so I can give it back to nature. Um, So you're not one of the ones that eats it. I eat it. Uh, it depends for my grand, I leave stuff out for my grandmother, um, and my grandfather. Um, I consider them both my guides that they're watching over me. So, um, I leave a diet Coke out for my grandma and I leave, (laughs) and I leave some whorehounds out for my grandfather. Now I don't drink diet Coke, but my wife does. So my wife drinks it. It Sure's a drink with my grandma. That's what we call it. And then, um. Yeah, and the whorehounds, I like to carry them with me, like if we're going hiking or anything. So that's what I, I use water. Yeah. Because that's what I have. 
and <laughs> I have pets and I cannot leave food out or there will be cats on the altar. So <laughs> I leave water and then the next morning I drink it. Even if it is gritty, Robin, I hear you cringing. <laughs> he did not like that. <laughs> but I drink, I live in the desert and water is precious. So I drink it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds very important. And <laughs> I would do that too, or at least like give it back to like plants and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I do that sometimes. Yeah. Like but I that, drink makes, it, that makes sense. And all, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you stronger. <laughs> it's just, just some texture. <laughs> yeah. You're just building up your immune system. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'll withstand anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would you say that witchcraft has changed your life? And if so, how? So it has like, it has drastically improved my life. Beforehand, I felt like very self, like I was very self-conscious and I didn't really have like a clear direction of where I was going in life. Now, I will say that it wasn't until my 30s until I started using my practice to my ultimate benefit. It was, I don't know, it was like the morning of my 30th birthday, the moment that I opened my eyes, like everything seemed to change. I wanted to start using my practice for my benefit, as I said, and I started doing things like shadow work to get further in life. I wanted to be more confident in myself, something I've always struggled with. You know, life in that moment when I opened my eyes felt so short too short. You know, 30 years had flown by and just, I felt like at some point I had lost myself, even though I was a witch at that time. Um, even before that, that. I want to hug you, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like when you become, especially like I, I was a mom, I was a mom since I was 21 and a wife and partner and just, you know, trying to make yeah. it through life in general. And ever since that birthday, like, I came back into myself and that's also when I started seeing huge changes within my magical practice and my confidence photography and finding work that I actually enjoyed doing. But yeah, but that's basically where I am now. What would you say is your biggest motivator in your practice? Honestly, I just, I love it. I enjoy doing witchcraft related things. I truly look forward to doing magic every day. It's just one of those things that makes me feel good. And it has been so rewarding when you start to see like results from spells or see how like tarot cards like manifest after doing a tarot spread, it, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to stop. <laughs> so I just, I want to live my best like magical anti-life as I move through life. <laughs> Will I ever learn tarot? <laughs> It's been a journey. Everyone talks about it and I'm like, oh, I don't know how any of that works. It's so much fun. Once you get going, it's hard to stop. Maybe one day. I'm trying to teach myself all this other shit. <laughs> Every day at a time. I know there's tons of stuff. I'm like, I want to learn that. And then I'm like, but do I have the time? Do I even want to? Yeah. It's like astrology. I find astrologies so fascinating but all the math and all of that like that's where like I lean on my com community and I lean on witches who exactly. do study it and I was like I'll lean on you I will pay <laughs> people to do that for me <laughs> exactly you're just supporting your community yes. that's an amazing thing <laughs> what would you say you most desire for your practice just 
as I said, like, I really want to cultivate a meaningful life using my practice. And I'm not into like the whole hustle and bustle, you know, like the boss witch thing. And boss, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of boss. I'm so, I just, I just want to live my life as magically as possible in a way that is authentic to me. And I just really do just want to create like a chill, witchy life. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I shoot for, but I always seem to stress my out- myself out in some way or another. <laughs> do you have any long-term goals? Um, no, probably just that, honestly just um still my, trying to that. that's my goal yeah. now too. <laughs> <laughs> just to you know go easy on myself especially you know being chronically ill I think it's so easy to be hard on yourself when you can't like accomplish certain things and chronic illness kind of like puts you in your place and be like well you're not able-bodied so stop trying to treat yourself like you are able-bodied um and I, I don't know I just I relate yeah. <laughs> I just, I want to be comfortable in life and do what I can to magically to cultivate that. What would you say brings you the most joy in your practice? Finally feeling like connected with myself and feeling that in connection to earth. Honestly, after so many years of not feeling that connection with myself and struggling, you know, with chronic illness and struggling with being confident, it has brought me like, all of that. Like, no, I am joyful. I do have confidence and I do appreciate my body more than what I did. Um, and That's a I, hard you, one. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I have magic and my practice to thank for that. I'm like, I'm forever grateful that like I started on this path and I kept up with it after all these years, even after all the years of like not using my practice in a way that was truly beneficial to me. What would you say is your biggest struggle when it comes to witchcraft? It's 100% my chronic illness and neurodivergentness. For my chronic illness, illness, there was there's some days that like I can't sit at my table and read tarot. I can't do spell work. And sometimes even reading, like reading a book, I'm in just too much pain. And sometimes it hurts my heart because that's all I want to be doing. You know, with help of like things like shadow work, I have definitely, I have, definitely learn to stop fighting my flares as much and trying to, as I said, trying to be able body when I am not, which has also shortened the length of my flares. But there are definitely days where it just emotionally hurts to be chronically ill. And then with my neurodivergentness, it can be hard some days, like having conversations with other witches and recalling information or staying on task. I have like intense oh, brain fog and ADD and the brain fog has luckily improved since I've started like doing like podcasts and stuff like that. But it's definitely uh I I can still definitely have a flare up and it can throw me off on what should be a good day. See, I want to keep you in my pocket now. <laughs> Just to be like, it's okay. We're gonna have a good day today. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I told myself that. It's a, it like it's a fine. Like I really like my practice has made it in a way where I really do enjoy my life now i'm no longer like on the riding the struggle bus every single day to try to get things done and to 
push myself to do stuff. And I really, I enjoy my life so much more, especially after turning 30 and experiencing that thing on my 30th birthday where everything changed. Hopefully this is giving people hope. You'll get there, there, y'all. You will. I believe in you. (laughs) Do you ever feel like you have imposter syndrome? And if you do, how do you cope with it? So as a witch, I don't really have it anymore. I used to definitely like before I turned 30, I was doing spell work from books and I didn't really forge my own unique path, which I think is like, it's very important. And, you know, we can read and read all the witchcraft books, but if we aren't doing things we ultimately connect with. I think it definitely can cause imposter syndrome and self-doubt. When I started coming up with my own spells and researching the ingredients I was putting into them, like things just kind of fell together. It it's just gives you a whole new level of understanding and connectivity to your magical practice. It becomes your own and no one else's. I also think like having a shadow work practice and utilizing real world energy has also been helpful. It has made me do spells that actually are beneficial, as I said, but not that I don't do spells for my wants, but I do concentrate more on spells that I want to do. If that makes sense, like getting the courage to actually step outside of my comfort zone to get a job rather than just concentrating on spell work to get a specific job. Now, I will say, like, as a living and breathing human, I definitely experience imposter syndrome in almost every other aspect of my life. But magic has helped me with that, too. (laughs) I have envy of that. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) I just, uh, like, I don't know. I really... I just that that whole thing that happened on my 30th birthday, I really just wanted to make something unique to me. And when I did that, like, it really changed the whole course of my practice. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> does your partner practice? Yes, she does. Um, she is more on the Celtic side of things while I'm definitely more Hellenistic. We are definitely solitary. Like she'll do her own stuff. I'll do my own stuff, but we do to get, get together and do like family rituals together. That's kind of like that with us too. Yeah. Well, I think we're, (laughs) we're both slightly introverted. So we're like, we need our own space so we can be, you know, do our little weird witchy stuff. (laughs) Not that I don't, (laughs) uh, not that I don't think that she'll judge me. (laughs) Like she doesn't judge me, but we do like to pick fun at each other. And I think (laughs) (laughs) that would be on my mind while like I'm doing stuff. (laughs) I, wow. I probably do that too. But usually, because he's pretty new, it's just me saying, okay, now, this is what this is for. Now go do the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Go have fun. I'll be over here. (laughs) Is there any witchy stuff that you geek out about that you will go into D, like? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) So right now it's definitely learning and foraging local plants for spell work. It has Dude. been, <laughs> it has been so 
so much fun. And I love learning about it, cross-referencing and hunting down new things to use. Um, I could literally stay outside for hours, weather permitting, exploring like local flora. And I, I just find it so much fun. My wife, <laughs> she might be a witch, but she'll be like, can we keep going on this hike? Are you just going to stay here and use, uh, you know, if you take a picture of plants with your phone, like if you're using iPhone, like it will, it can show um, what plant it is. And I'll just stay there, like taking pictures of different plants being like, what is this? And then like researching it. And I, (laughs) I carry like a four, um, four foraging books with me. So I can also cross reference and make sure. And then I also carry a basket with like little garden clippers. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun going hiking and going in the forest with me. My wife loves it. <laughs> <laughs> when it cools off, I, I will. Oh, yeah, I know. It's too. I haven't been on a hike. Yeah, I haven't been on a hike, at least where I live, in like a month. Because it's just too hot. The heat index is ridiculous. The humidity is awful. I'm not going out there. We did go up to Asheville, North Carolina for a couple days. And it's so beautiful up there and so cool. It was so nice. (laughs) What do you think is the most surprising thing about being a witch? Uh, It's just so much. How much fun adds to like someone's daily life like it's something it's some as i said something that i look forward to doing every single day i don't know i know a lot of people get into the trap of like well it's so much work and all of that but for me it's like it adds it literally adds magic and fun into every single day it makes like the boring days not so boring and you're doing um, magic, dude. How is that going to be boring? That's freaking I know, cool. right? I know. Well, people, you know, they get in the trap where they feel like they have to do these huge rituals every single day or they're, you know, not practicing okay. for themselves. You're not and... for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, um, no, I really, I enjoy it immensely. And it's probably like why I'm still going and still doing what I'm doing. And I always love it when like new witches, they get to that point where they pass that whole, well, I have to do this a certain way. I have to do that a certain way. And then they're like, well, I'm doing this for myself and I'm really enjoying it. And I am looking forward to keep doing it. So. Yay. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What's the most surprising thing about the podcast? Oh, about my podcast or your yeah. podcast? Either one. <laughs> 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 Audit, like, I do wish, like, you know, when you do a podcast, I think the first season for any podcast, it can be rough and... But after like the first season, it's just amazing how things just came together and how much like I, I keep stepping outside of my comfort zone. I really have to thank Robin for that, you know, being the Leo moon that she is, that she pushes me (laughs) (laughs) constantly to get out of my comfort zone. But it's just, I don't just, I feel like after the podcast, like there's, we have like a stronger sense of, well, me and Robin have like a stronger sense of community and we feel more connected to our community. And it helps us also keep like researching stuff and remaining interested in different subjects. 
and also like I think it's important to pay attention to what's happening in the community and the podcast definitely helps us make pay, makes us pay attention to what's happening in our community. Yeah. Huh. I agree with that. It didn't occur to me, but yes. <laughs> I forgot I had a podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I forget we're just not talking. We're not just talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's me and Robin every single time. We're like, oh, wow, it's been four hours and we have other things that we need to do. Oops. <laughs> now, you said that you've lived in different places. Do you think environment has shaped your practice? And how do you think it would be different if you were in other places than you were? So I make it no secret on social media and on the podcast that I do. I am not a fan of living in South Carolina where I live now. It's just, uh, I do like, I have worked very hard to connect with the land, but I do still struggle to connect with the land. I connected with the land mostly while I was in, when I lived in Germany. It's just, it's, it's just like a whole different thing in the States it's so commercialized, you know, like if something, if a Walmart can fit somewhere, it's going to sit. <laughs> well, in like Germany, you know, towns are like condensed and around all these towns, it's just, it's all nature. It's forests, it's hills, it's mountains. And I just, I remember going and exploring the land and just becoming so enchanted about it. And then moving stateside was like a huge, huge culture shock. Um, not that I hadn't lived in the States, but I lived in Germany for so long, you kind of forget what it's like. And I feel like in the time that I was in Germany, it only got worse with like commercialism and stuff like that over stateside. But I did also, I did form a deep connection when we lived in Virginia for a time. It's just, I think I like being around seasons where you have like, you have a fall, you have a winter, you have a spring, you have a summer. And in South Carolina, we have first summer, second summer, third summer, fall, spring, and then it's back to summer. <laughs> it's it's so hot and humid. Kind of like that here. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just as I said, it's very. I I like to see the fall colors, and I like going out into the fall, and I don't like feeling like I have to be cooped up in my house, so I don't have to deal with the heat and humidity i guess i am more likely to be out in nature if those things weren't a yes. hassle <laughs> but if i could go live back in germany i would 100 go live back in germany exactly where i was so <laughs> that would be really nice <laughs> it didn't occur to me but exactly in this in this way but they have so many walkable spaces and they encourage you to be outside in a different way. Like you're not going to be in a car. Exactly. You're outside. Like they yeah. you don't, there's, you can't take your car downtown. You have to walk. Exactly. You know, we didn't have com like suburbia in yeah. <laughs> Germany, yeah, you know, like, straw. Yeah, we had towns, like condensed towns that would have like a restaurant, a cafe and a small grocery store. You would walk to these things. Or like if you needed, if let's say you wanted to go to somewhere like Trier, you would take the train, you would use public transportation. Yes. And 
it's just, oh, it was a whole lot of walking and being outside. And that's what I love the most. Like you, to drive anywhere in the US, you need a car, like relying on public transportation outside of cities or even sometimes within cities is horrible, horrible. But get it together, yeah. America. I know, right? <laughs> Definitely, but I think it's only going to get worse. (laughs) If you could only recommend one book to a new witch, what would it be and why? So Practical Magic by Judica Illis. I just, I think it's a great beginner's book and it she encourages you to not just read about it, but do it like do the simple spell. And as the name implies, it's practical spells. That's that, <laughs> Yeah. And it's like further back in the book too. But um, the big, the front part of the book is like all like encouraging new witches to be more practical and to forge their own path. And I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Judica. Like she's such an amazing author. Like I've owned that five thousand book of five thousand spells for like since you know it had come out. Like many different copies, but still that book has remained like a staple in my practice. So anything by her is amazing. But that book in particular for new witches, practical magic is amazing, and I recommend it. <laughs> I really want to ask her to be on the show. Oh, you should. <laughs> I know. I should. She's just, she's just one of those people that like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. <laughs> How do I talk to you? <laughs> do you have a coming out story? So, yeah. So I was in the broom closet with my wife up until six years ago. Like we've been married for a very long time and been together for a very long time. So most people who know us are surprised by this since we as individuals are like very accepting. My wife for the first half of our marriage was like going through stuff and in our relationship. But and I just I didn't want to add more to her plate because I didn't know how she would react because she did lean more into being atheist and agnostic, but which is kind of silly, you know, cause she's my best friend. Like she's the only person who truly knows me, especially now. My and heart. <laughs> <laughs> when we like, we got settled and got our house in South Carolina after moving from Germany to Virginia, I finally had a space I could have like magical objects. So I bought a shelf crystals and some magic um magic witchcraft related books it was basically a full-fledged altar and my wife being the perceptive person she is was like what's going on why are you reading this why do you want to do these things so finally i told her and i got the reaction i was not expecting she was so upset with me for keeping it from her because she thought it was so cool and wanted to join. <laughs> so now we're just a magical family. I mean, our little witchling practices too, because, you know, they're going to walk in and see me doing stuff. So <laughs> it only just occurred to me that I have not asked anyone about their children ever (laughs) 
Yeah, like because I don't have kids, so I forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're their own little person. Like they like tarot and doing spells occasionally, and I just kind of let them do what they please. And sometimes they join into like the fan, like doing stuff at solstices and at mm. equinoxes, and it, it's just it's fun. And I think that witchlings are like just so full of like natural magical power because they're still super connected to their inner child nobody's told them they can't yeah and now they are 13 and i have never once told them that they can't so they're like still carrying on with that inner child and it's i think that's amazing and i hope they keep it up because it's so easy to lose that and then you're like when you become more into your practice like having that inner child is so important you have to fight for it to come back yeah, and like fight hard. that adults yeah you have to, it is so hard you're like this is ridiculous i'm being ridiculous this is silly <laughs> starhawk said you know how your child is connecting to your inner child is should be such an important part of your practice because that's what magical practice is it's play and having fun if you're not like enjoying yourself while doing it you're not going to look forward to doing it what or who would you say are the three biggest influences on your practice so my biggest influences are probably like when I lived in Germany, Germany was a huge influence for me. Just the how magical the land was. Everything was so like pretty and it, it was like living in a fairy tale. I mean, that's where fairy tales yeah. like, have come from. So, I mean, of course, but and probably Starhawk. Um, she was the probably the first book that I read. Um, that was available at the military bookstore um, outside of reading stuff about like outside of reading like Salem witch trials and stuff like that. And my deities, Hecate and Persephone, who I work very closely with. I know it's two, but I would just say deities under umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Just they've helped me a lot. And I started working primarily with them when um, my practice changed dramatically in my 30s. And I went through that huge transition since they're both like deities of transitions. They've definitely have helped me. And I love reading about them and continuing to learn about them. Cool. What would you tell somebody else that was just starting out? Just to... Read what you're drawn to at first. Like, don't feel like you have to... I know a lot of newer witches feel like they have to read, like, ten different things at once in order to cultivate a magical practice and that they feel like they have to be knowledgeable within, like, you know, a month of doing magic. That is not the case, you know. You have to learn tarot and (laughs) No, it's literally, it's a lot, you know, it's your life. It's something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. You're going to continue to learn. I think that's beautiful that you're continuing to learn throughout your life. But I do think, like, starting off with stuff that you enjoy will help feed that continuing to want to learn. Like, if you're really wanting to learn tarot, like, just hyper focus on it like learn everything that you can and then when you're ready to move on to the next thing move on to the next thing and then also to fill your if you're on social media fill your feed and stuff with as many witches as you possibly can 
and just so you can hear many different points of view. And if you keep, if you find that, find yourself hearing the same points of view over and over and over again, it might be time to broaden your horizons. And you can even do this with books by reading books that are, aren't like in your comfort zone. Um, you know, even su- books that we don't necessarily like agree with, like how the witch is doing stuff, you might still learn something from it. At least you've learned what you don't like and what doesn't resonate. And that's just as important as finding what does, at least to me. Now, you're the less experienced one. Who do you want to hear from somebody more experienced than yourself? Um, hmm. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, probably just it can like I don't know. I just want to continue to learn from people who are more experienced than me. Right now, I would love to hear like join a class for someone who has like a ton of knowledge in local plant flora and their magical aspects and how they use them within their practice. I think that would be absolutely amazing. And I have been considering like going and taking like a bunch of workshops by witches who do do that. Um, I'm forgetting her name. Like I want to take a workshop by uh, her first name's Robin, but not my Robin, (laughs) but, (laughs) but she's so knowledgeable about plants and their magical aspects and how to use them medicinally that I feel like I could learn a lot from her and that would be amazing. (laughs) Who would you like to see on this show answering questions like this? Maybe Kate Blue. I think Kate Blue is, as I said, freaking amazing word witch and eloquent speaker. Blue like the color? Blue like like the bear? Yeah, like the bear. Exactly. That's how she, I messed up her name in my podcast and she's like, blue, like the bear. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then now that you mentioned her, Judica, I mean, that would be amazing. Or Starhawk. I will have to get, (laughs) holy shit, dude. Can you imagine? That would be amazing. I cannot, but I'm still going to attempt it because why the fuck not? All they'll say is no. (laughs) Let's put out the intention they'll say yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's not going to take me to jail. I can do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. Nobody's going to murder me in my sleep because I have to be on my podcast. It's fine. Shut up, OCD. (laughs) (laughs) And anxiety. I get it. Like, Robin and I, when we have, like, a guest on our pod, we're like, do you want to write? No, you want to (laughs) write. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you? Or did you want to have any question you wanted to ask me? Um, I think. What are you learning right now? Like, what are you really into? What are you hyper fixating on magically? Oh, magically. <laughs> yeah, magically. <laughs> I was going to say, well, aquaponics is kind of magical. But... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Am I, a, a, am I even a real witch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What well, has brought you joy within your practice? Oh, 
This is sad. This is why I need the questions sent to me beforehand. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Shit. Shit. I don't even know, dude. Shit. I'm because I actually, okay, here, I'm going to be honest. I am in an ebb because I have been spending all my energy on the podcast and Mm -hmm. on various things around the house. And so I haven't been spending a lot of time on my actual practice. I feel like those things are magical. You're talking to magical people. And I really, you know, doing stuff for our house is like clearing the energy and making more energy flow that is right for us, depending on what you're doing. Like if you're remodeling, you're making it more magically unique to you. I'll accept that. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I've been doing those. <laughs> As I said, I am a big fan of practical magic, and that is practical magic to me. <laughs> That's how I get through cleaning my house. I'm like, I'm doing it for the magic to clear out stagnant energy. <laughs> now at the end, two surprise questions. Okay. Number one is not actually a question. I guess it is since I say please at the beginning. Would you please recommend something to the listeners? It doesn't have to be witch related. It can be something cool you found in your house yesterday or like a new restaurant, whatever you want. Ooh. Hmm. So I've been really into traveling lately, like not just like traveling, um, travel Traveling, traveling within reason, like going to Asheville, North Carolina. I went there um, a couple weeks ago and all we did was like we rented a super cheap like Airbnb and we just went hiking and went into like creeks and waterfalls and things like that. And it was just so nice to just take that step back where we didn't have like phone reception or anything. And we were just like connecting with the earth and having fun together as a family. I really think that's important, you know, going somewhere where you don't have phone connection as in safe being safe, obviously, but like going out in nature where you're like not using your phone or anything and you're away from like the troubles and the pressures of everyday life, especially technologically. I just, yes, travel when you can go to new places when you can, especially within forests and or anything like nature parks or anything like that when you can, just so you can chill out and do, you know, do what most witches should be doing, which is forging a relationship with mama earth. (laughs) Yeah. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. (laughs) No. The second thing is, would you please tell me a story that you love to tell and it's the sort of story where you get around people you've that you're comfortable with and you love and eventually the story will be told again and everybody is having a good time listening to it. Hmm. So a story that I tell like I like to tell everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I have a good one. And it doesn't have to be magic related. Oh, well, it's kind of magic. (laughs) I'm not against magic. I'm just leaving it open. Whatever story you like telling. I just like hearing stories. (laughs) Okay. So 
the story I love to tell is how my wife and I met. I said, I've said throughout growing up in the military that I would never marry someone within the military (laughs) just because I was a military brat. I just wanted to go settle down somewhere. I didn't want someone who was going to um, have to deploy a lot or anything like that. But one night I was on a super, super, super bad date. And (laughs) I was at that point dating where I was like, I'm not, I'm not even going to act like this is a good time. I'm just going to (laughs) leave. Good. Yeah. And so I wrote my friends and was like, what are you guys doing tonight? I am leaving. (laughs) And, and everyone was like, well, we're hanging out with these new people who just transferred over here. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went and I took a taxi over to where they were hanging out. My wife was actually in the back of the room and they were watching a movie and it was like super dark in there. So I just kind of sat where I could sit. So she saw me first, but I didn't see her. But I went out, I smoked at the time, naughty me, but (laughs) I went outside to smoke. And first this guy came out and he was trying to hit on me and stuff like that. But I was completely uninterested, especially after going on that terrible day. I was like, no, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. And then my wife walked out and I had never experienced love at first sight before, but it was love at first sight. And I was instantly connected with her. And it was like the whole, like, I don't know, like, if you've seen Lane's World, but where, like, he's, like, gravitating to her on the stage. (laughs) That was me to my wife and her to me, okay? (laughs) And I just... I remember telling my friends that I I was like, by the end of the night, she's going to be mine. And she was mine. And she is mine. (laughs) 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 But if I hadn't ditched that bad date, I don't know if like we would have at least not met when we had met. I mean, I have hope that we would (laughs) have. This dream weaver, your song. funny like, <laughs> we occasionally bring up that moment to each other and we do sing that song to each other because we like to equate that moment to the wayne's world section <laughs> of the movie that is so sweet thank you <laughs> and i didn't have to do a spell for her or anything <laughs> <laughs> Now she has to look at me because we live together and we're, you know, married, but it's not in a creepy way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. And I'll see you over on Instagram. Yeah, see you there. Bye. Bye. Once again, it is love letter time. This one says, We live in a world that doesn't always make you feel wanted and nothing makes sense and feel alone. Kim's podcast gives you a sense of community. Listening to other witches and their journey makes you feel like you're not alone. That is the goal. I want everyone to feel like they are a part of something important. Because you are. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Your Average Witch. You can find us all around the internet on Instagram at Your Average Witch Podcast, Twitter at Average Witch Pod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Your Average Witch Podcast, 
at youraveragewitch.com and at your favorite podcast service. Want to help the podcast grow? Leave a review. You can review us on Amazon and Apple Podcasts, and now you can rate us on Spotify. You just might hear your review read at the end of the next episode. To rate Your Average Witch on Spotify, click the home key, click on Your Average Witch Podcast, and then leave a rating. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com slash cleverkimscurios. If you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, like to be on it yourself, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to youraveragewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the moon changes.